Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Speak today to Mark Selby, who's the CEO of Canada Nickel. He's also a market commentator on nickel. And we ask him about movement in the market following China's release of figures last week, which suggests that they are getting back into the swing of things. Numbers are up. We talked to Mark about the copper market, bulks, and of course nickel, and what the implications could be for uh, nickel equities and for investors generally. Enjoy the podcast. Hey Mark, how are you doing? Great, Matthew. Good to see you again. Long time. It's been days. Yeah. <laughs> Actual days. I don't see you for months and then you show up. Bang, bang. There you go. Fantastic. Yep. Good. I'm glad that we're, I'm talking to you because I wanted to catch up on something we talked about a few weeks ago, which was mm-hmm. like trying to identify bottoms. Yeah. Bottoms of the market and yeah. um, how you went about doing that. And I, I know we started a conversation, we said we'd kind of pick up again because um, the market's been through a few, um, a few, few waves, uh, yeah. which you, you know, we, we talked about, uh, I think way back when in December about you know, the scrap market being influential on nickel, but then we've obviously had a few market movements as well. So what's, what's your take on this uh, on, on, with regards to metal, the metals market at the moment? Have we reached the bottom? Yeah, no, I think in China, I think we have based on, on, you know, the various metrics, you know, if you go back to the discussion we had earlier, you know, I talked about a bunch of, you know, market premium um, type information that's there, you know, taking a look at um, changes in pricing for very, you know, metal in various forms and how that's stacking up. And then three, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, you know, what's happening in the scrap market um, that's there. So, yeah, no, you know, the, uh, you know, the latest sort of data over China for over the last month or so, you know, so, you know, copper is always, you know, the biggest metal. So that's all, you know, obviously a good indicator. And so you see, you know, the uh, ARB, um, the, sort of the, the, the premium in, of the price in China versus uh, outside China. So there's an uh, incentive to import material into China, you know, is at, you know, 18 month plus highs. Uh, the one that I always like to see is is uh, a copper concentrate terms because what happens at again at these inflection points, both you know top and bottom. You know here we're talking about a bottom is that the Chinese just decide you know uh, copper's cheap at this price, and I think the price is going to go higher. So I just want to grab copper in whatever form it's in cathode, concentrate, scrap, whatever. I just want copper units on my way, priced at today's price. You know, and if they get delivered in a month, two months, four months, you know, I hopefully I'm going to sell that at a great big profit. And so, you know, copper concentrate terms again are multi-year lows. So that is a you know a real sign that sort of the you know the the the, the, the buy is on uh, right now. Um, you know, another the Chinese import data for the month of April came in, and you see stuff. You know, again, given how brutal things were in February, March, you're going to see month over month increases, but we're actually seeing significant year over year increases in, in imports in, in, in a bunch of materials uh, as well. But that's them playing catch up, right? That's all that's all that's telling us is that they're, they're playing catch up because not much was happening for a while. So what do you what do you think? the government is instructing Chinese companies to, to do now? Play catch up or just, you know, run along at the, you know, the, the, the normal levels here? I mean, because we've talked, we've, we've been talking to uranium companies 
And if we look at some of the big producers there, they're saying they're not going to play catch up. They're just going to, you know, continue at the at the rates they were pre-COVID, etc. So, have you any insights to what's happening in China? Yeah, I mean, again, in China, I mean, the you know, every recession, two thousand one, three, eight. Um, and, and slow down in the middle part of the last, you know, the, the way, you know, one of the big levers is just in terms of infrastructure and construction spending. Um, the, you know, sort of two two key metrics there is, you know, one state grid. I mean, they, you know, the state grid company of China uses a significant portion of, you know, the world copper supply. It's a pretty crazy percent. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's a, you know, it's it's much larger than most countries in the world, I think, except for China. Um, you know, just with one company. And, you know, about six weeks ago, um, semis um, producers in, in China who produce the cables and so forth that sort of feed that um, supply chain for state grid were up over 100% of capacity at that time. Um, there's some other metrics that a commodity analyst look at. And again, I would encourage people to go and read as many different commodity analysts because they each a lot of people have quote, quote the sort of the, their favorite indicator. So one that I've seen a couple times and, and much like is excavators, right? You know, you're not going to speculate on excavators. You know, it's a sort of it's used very broadly, um, and you know those are up. You know, excavator sales are up 60% year over year in April. So you know that's a pretty good sign that you know there's a big shove happening um, to get the economy going. Uh, you know, from the government. Uh, uh, in China. Okay, so that's that's great for copper, but are there other metals which will give us clues as to you know what's going on? Like say bulks, for instance. I mean, what's happening there? Yeah, no, that's a that's a you know very good point. Is that you know again you have to be careful not to just look at one metal because the supply dynamics of that specific metal you know might be influencing what's going on. But one of the things I always like to check to see what's going on is is if you see a few base metals moving and then you see the bulks moving because. Uh, you know, again, it's easy to speculate on a few thousand tons of copper and shove it in a warehouse somewhere, but you're not going to speculate on, you know, a 200,000 ton iron ore shipment and, and, and think about storing that for three or four months. So, um, you know, iron ore imports, you know, have been been rocketing into China. And so and iron ore prices, again, are, are at very, very, very solid levels. So, uh, you know, the, the fact that you're seeing this in copper, seeing this in the bulks, and then you're seeing these other economic indicators, you know, you know, talking about excavator sales and so forth. I think that's, you know, that really helps confirm that, you know, we, we are, you know, we're, we're on our way up here. And what, what do you think that means for nickel? Yeah, no, I think the, the nice thing is in ter- terms of nickel, we're seeing the same sort of things happen. So uh, stainless prices are up 10% year over year, even though uh, stockpiles, uh, again, we talked, had talked earlier, nickel about, you know, how prices went way too high, had to correct. Um, and we're going to be along the bottom here is uh, stainless inventory is built up quite a bit in China as we you know, fell down that price. Uh, inven- uh, inventories have come down a bit. They still have a ways to go. We'll see you know, maybe by the end of the May, May, we're a long way back to where we were because stainless prices are already up 10% off the bottom. So that's a pretty good sign you know, that, again, they're seeing their order books um, come in if they're already lifting prices with a bunch of inventory in, in the stainless steel side still sitting around. In terms of nickel... Um, metal um, specifically, you know, what we're seeing is the the discount in China between nickel pig iron produced there and, and nickel uh, has, has closed quite a bit. Um, the ARB that I talked about in, in copper is not quite open yet, but looks like it's heading in that direction. Um, and then very importantly on the supply side, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, because I talked 
before, you know, initially back in September that we're going to have a July, August turn. And then post COVID, I said, okay, it's off to year end. Um, but it might actually be coming back in towards uh, maybe September, October now is, uh, you know, Indonesia banned or uh, exports in January 2020. That was going to cause, you know, stockpiles it to shrink. Well, COVID has basically shut down all the mines in the Philippines, which are sort of the, the replacement source uh, for some of what Indonesia was shipping. So we're seeing ore imports on the ground in um, China, again, approach multi-year lows. So, you know, that's, you know, really setting up for, you know, a, a, you know that supply squeeze within China. Now, Indonesia's, you know, growth there is, 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 is up by 50% or more in terms of nickel pig iron coming out of, of, of China. So that's offsetting some of the gap. But, you know, um, you know, it looks like things will be tightening up, um, you know, definitely in the second half. So, you know, quite keen on, you know, to see that coming down, down the pipeline for nickel. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it's very good news for nickel. But what do you think it means for investors? You know, you, you had said, OK, this, this may yeah. be a, a few months out here. But now with what's happening in the market, are you seeing nickel investors coming back in? I know you at Canada Nickel have, you know, your share price has tripled and it's, it's all, all good news for you. But what about, you know, some of the other, you know, bigger players? Are they seeing a renewed interest in the market? Um, I don't know in terms of how the equities have yet to respond to that. You know, again, prices have, you know, prices of commodities have come up off the bottom. Um, but, you know, the, the thing I would encourage investors is, is again, when you, when you, when you have these uh, turns, you know, they, they don't happen gradually and you kind of think, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll maybe pick some up, you know, next week or in two weeks or I'll gradually get back in. Um, you always have a short covering that happens at the bottom and you end up with these, you know, all of a sudden you wake up, you know, and copper prices are up 15 or 20 or 25 percent, you know, and the copper equity, you know, the liquid copper equities have have, have, have started to move, uh, you know, pretty dramatically. And again, in, in any market turn, it's going to be the most liquid names that go first and then it starts trickling down. So, you know, in terms of your junior explorer at this point in time, you know, we, we, we still have to sort of you know, trickle down, down that pipeline. But, you know, it's, it's when you start to see these signs, you know, start to, you know, start to get ready um, and, and then watch, you know, the, if you can start to see that cascade happening um, down towards whatever, you know, type of companies you invest in. Can I just ask you very quickly, I know we spoke yeah. at the beginning of the week about Canada Nickel, but we've had such a good response to that. Um, and some of the questioning that came back was, you know, are, is there going to be a US listing? Yeah, no, we're definitely, um, you know, that's the next listing that we want to get in done. So, um, you know, we will work to get a full OTCQX listing, you know, because I know that makes it easy for U.S. brokers to, you know, trade trade the stock for their clients and so forth. So, um, yeah, that's definitely coming down the pipe and we'll get back to you and let you know as soon as it's uh, ready to go. Okay, we'll watch this space. Um, look, Mark, thanks very much for coming on and answering some of these questions. It helps us, you know, get back to, you know, the, the viewers and followers of this show who are always quite engaged when it comes to Nickel. So appreciate your time and hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah, most definitely, sir. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.